In today's world, it's really easy to want to live a life of abundance and happiness, but there's so much that gets in our way. We want you to know that there's nothing wrong with you. We're honestly just here to help you grow into the person you want to become. So let's dive right into the Motivational Monday series. Welcome, and thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to this podcast. Welcome back to episode eight of the Motivational Monday series hosted by the Lunch Break Media. Today, we have the Wadon on the podcast. Wadon is someone who I met via Clubhouse and has honestly became an amazing friend of mine. Um, Wadon has also huge goals to impact many within this world, and I resonate with him the most on our want to better ourselves. Wadon, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I'm excited to have you on. I know that this podcast is going to be packed with value. I'm pumped, I'm pumped, I'm pumped. So Wadon, tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you so much, M, for that hype. Um, and just likewise, you you are an amazing person uh, that attracts like-minded people. And that's what I love about you. Um, a little bit about me. Um, I was born and raised in Pakistan and I moved to the United States eight years ago. So it was quite a transition and I'm still learning a lot. Um, but I've come overcome a lot of adversity and I find myself where I really want to help the youth to understand the value of the things that they got, the value of the time that they have, and to know the abundance that the American people are surrounded with. So that's my mission right now. Um, and yeah, that's a little bit about me in a nutshell. Well, Don, let's expound upon that a little further. You said that you want to really impact the youth with the abundance that America has. Let's talk about... Um, Let's talk about like you've seen two sides, you know, you you've come from a different like a different country, a different region, and then you came to America. So let's talk a little bit about that. Like, what do you recognize is some of the um, the differences here in America that are that vary from back home or vice versa? Absolutely. Um, one thing that just rings a bell right off the bat is opportunity. I know people talk about that a lot, um, but what does that mean that America has opportunity? Um, this is what it means. So in Pakistan, let's say, for example, let me compare the two. If you want to get something done, you add the mercy of the court clerk, like the time that they show up, if they decide to help you, how much money are they going to bribe? How much bribe are they going to want you to get you get going? So you're really, really dependent on the system and really the, the progress moves very slow as compared to America where, you know, everything basically has a system. And if you want something, you actually can find a clear pathway for that. And the only thing that you need to do is take action and be sure where you're headed. While in the other countries, you have to be sure where you're headed. You have to take action. And on top of that, you have to keep up with the the corruption you have to keep up with the system so there's so many obstacles in the way that 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 would slow you down so that's one significant difference that i can point out right off the bat so why do you think and i love that Wadon. i i think that you really hit the nail on the head um so being as someone like myself who you know was born and raised here um why do you think that so many people pass up the opportunities to you know, get to where they want to go? Why do you think here they pass up the opportunities, whereas you coming from, you know, all across, all the way across the country came here and you were like, I see this opportunity and I'm going to grab it. I'm going to take it. I'm going to run with it. 
why do you think so many people here pass up that opportunity? You think it's because they take it for granted or they're blind or what do you think? They don't know better. Uh, they don't know better. They're, they're, they're raised in a box. They watched CNN and Fox news. They, uh, they heard their parents talk, you know, based on their limited knowledge. Uh, they never, they never went to a slum. They never visited Pakistan. They never went to a country like India or China or Russia or places where you actually see that there's, you wouldn't find any abundance mindset where there's a limited mindset, where you're at the mercy of a collective thinking. There's a, a book by Napoleon Hill, How to Own Your Mind. I highly, highly, highly encourage everybody to to listen to that. And it's other than the thinking, um, uh, thinking and growing rich. I believe that's the second book they have. But this particular book is really, really great because it kind of highlights that point within that book that America is the only country in the world right now, at least, is where the system is not getting in your way. Unless you're doing something that is not normal or but something that's going to be bad for humanity, and the, then you know you you'll be held by the law, then the law will hold you accountable and all that stuff. But if you're really in your path and you're doing something you love, the system is designed to not come in your way. People respect your opinions. Uh, people don't judge you. You can start fresh at any time. You can make mistakes till you're 30 and have a new life at 31. While that's not, you know, life is not so merciful <laughs> in other parts of the world. Right. Yeah. I, I'm really happy that we were able to discuss this because I, I do agree. And just having a lot of friends who are from different regions and different areas of the world, I think has really educated me and enlightened me that, you know, I do have an opportunity and it's like, why am I passing it up? I don't, I don't want to pass that up. And Wadon, you have been someone who's really pushed me to get to that point too. And I don't know if you realize it, but you know, you've been there, you um, are constantly pushing me to become a better version of myself. And that I thank you so much for. So this leads me into my next question for you. What exactly do you do? What, what do I exactly do in terms of work or just like, just, I mean, yeah, work in terms of what you want to accomplish, what exactly, um, you know, you can go anywhere with it. What do you do? What is your, what's your mission? Absolutely. So, so not, not very, not till recently, I come across the term social entrepreneurship. Um, I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur so far in my life. I've worked on myself. I've picked up any job that I possibly can. Cause I came across this video from Jack. Mai. He said, when you are in your twenties, um, make as many mistakes as you can. I'm not familiar if you're, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Jack Ma. He's the founder of Alibaba. So he says, make as many mistakes in your 20s, in your 30s, work for yourself, in your 40s, uh, work for others, and so on. Each, each phase of your life, you're working for somebody um, in terms of adding value. Um, so for me personally, so far, I've just been expanding my skill set. Uh, working on that and my purpose um just recently i lost a friend to <laughs> i just lost a friend at 27 and that kind of instilled some urgency in me and kind of helped me find my purpose which is definitely to end the opioid crisis in america and that's part of the reason you know again it just ties all into that ungratefulness and not seeing 
the value or the abundance or the opportunities that we have here uh, that you would want to go, um, you know, you, you'd want to look at drugs for source of happiness or stuff like that. I've had my own uh, personal struggle with addiction as well and in different ways. Uh, but, you know, this, I think, is a perfect opportunity for me that that has prepared me uh, for this purpose to impact lives in that way. Um, the way I want to do that, of course, is not, you know, not just by coming out and talking about it, but by being a living example. Um, so back to the term social entrepreneurship, um, that's where I want to now take my skill set and continue in that direction and make impact. And this podcast is one part of it, right? We're impacting young people. Uh, there are going to be more podcasts um, that are going to be coming our way. So lastly, this all comes into the subject of today. Um, I'm not sure if you uh, touch base on this, but it's imperfect actions. So I have these imperfect actions in so many directions, and I have blind faith that the things that's the thing that is meant to me, meant to be for me, is going to stick with me. Mm. If that answers your question, it's a pretty detailed. <laughs> no, I love that. There's so much room to expound. Let's talk about imperfect actions, okay? So what exactly, like, let's educate the audience a little bit. Those of you who don't know what taking imperfect action is, go ahead with Don, explain. So imperfect action is, let, let me put it in context of golf. Like, what's golf for me? So I came from Pakistan. There's very less opportunity of golf. We can't even dream of it, um, let alone buying equipment and everything. So I was riding my bike in my neighborhood, and I saw a garage sale. I looked at uh, golf net. It was for five dollars. Um, and, you know, so I bought that golf net and I was like, I asked the other guy, he's like, you don't have any golf clubs by any chance. He said, I do. So I was like, OK, can I have it? And I bought a whole golf set for forty dollars. Now, it might have been insignificant in the moment because I didn't know how to golf. I've always dreamed about it. I never took action towards it. I've talked about it for two or three years. But that little action by buying that golf club at um, that particular garage sale led into a more practical. And within the six months, I was able to get my first golf round in just because I had the golf set. I had the resources ready. So that was, that's a, one example of imperfect action in a very practical way for you. I love that. Okay. So how would you say, let's put it in terms of entrepreneurship. Okay. So you just utilize golf as an example. So let's talk about those entrepreneurs who are listening. Um, those who, you know, aspire to do great things. Let's talk about what holds them back. Um, you are saying that taking imperfect actions is better than taking no actions, right? Correct. So I'm saying, um, and I, I believe I read somewhere it said 20 minutes of action is better than 20 years of planning think about it absolutely uh, yeah and I, i'm and again i'm coming from a place because i've been there like in terms of i haven't taken action for nine years like i'm taking action in my 30s so when i look at somebody in their 21 19 18 17 it burns a fire inside of me because i just want to tell them so badly that hey just do something like believe in yourself do it don't worry about anything how where when are you going to get there or just go and start something if that makes sense so if you could give one piece of advice to people listening would it just be do it just go out and do it and make all the mistakes in the world but just do it 
correct. What I'll do is write down everything. You don't have to specifically plan out a goal. Like it has, it doesn't have to be perfect. Write down what you want to achieve and just work in that direction. Just take a step in that direction. And then you would realize that with time that that goal is going to get refined and your actions are going to get in line to a point where your goals and action are totally in line, where you, you feel one about it. I love that. Okay. So I want to ask you another question. So you said that you have, you know, read a lot of books, you've learned a lot of things, you've had mentors, this, this, and that. What exactly would you say was what got you to this realization of, I know exactly what it is that I want to do, which is you want to fix the opiate, um, the opiate problem is what you had said, correct? Correct. So there's a moment that we've already started. It's called for the younger me. Uh, you know, behold, there's a lot of good stuff coming. Uh, but that's my point. Like, so I was taking imperfect action, regardless of me just finding my my particular niche. I still kept getting up through my 20s and always worked on myself, no matter how hard life knocked me down, no matter how much my addictions knocked me down. I would know that I'm going through this recovery process because there is something out there for me. Um, so in time, you would realize something would show up and you'd be like, whoa, like this is what it was preparing me for. And then you, at that point, you realize, OK, I just need to go. Um, so it's about it's OK not to know all the answers is my point. It's OK not to have it all figured out. Does that answer your question? Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And what, what would you say to the people who are listening that, you know, are really down on themselves, you know, maybe they are, maybe they are your age, Wadon, and they, they had hoped by your age that they would have accomplished this, this, and that, but they haven't yet. What, what do you, what, what type of advice do you have for them? Because I know that there are people out there who feel hopeless. They feel like, you know, I've done so much of my life trying to reach this goal and I missed it. What, what advice do you have for those people who may feel like they want to give up? Okay. So first of all, I would say accept yourself wherever you are. I don't, no matter where you are, the, the foundation of getting somewhere is to start somewhere. And if you really want to, you know, head in a particular direction, you have to be honest to yourself and acknowledge everything that you have in the moment and accept it and be grateful for it and be content. And only then you will attract more of the good. But if you are busy, so you have 24 hours in a day, you have attention, like for probably you're up, you sleep eight hours, you're, <laughs> you're going to be up for 16 hours. Now, during the 16 hours, your attention is going to be the only thing that you control. Now, you can either focus that attention on being down or you can focus that attention on building yourself. So it's your control. Now, again, I'm not saying it's easier at 30 than it is at 20. I understand that at 30, it's harder, but just know that at 40, it's going to be even harder. So you have to start at some point. At some point, you have to face your demons. At some point, you have to realize, okay, I've made bad choices. I'm 30. I don't have, you know, $10,000 in my bank account. What have I done wrong in my 20s? And you have to have the humility to take a step back and take that statement. Like, okay, I will do whatever it takes to fix this. 
and to change it. So you are the agent of your change. Nobody's going to come do it for you. So nobody would, nobody. Okay. So there's two things. Nobody cares. That's a very powerful thing. Like it's a great thing. And you know, there's two ways to look at it. Oh my God, nobody cares. Oh my God, nobody cares. I'm going to do whatever I want. Nobody cares. Yay. Like, so there's definitely like, that's it. That's life. It's perspective. And I highly encourage like young people follow Gary Vee. Like, oh my God, like find that person that, that you resonate with who has made it. And Tony Robbins says success leaves clues. Uh, pick those clues, right? For me, it's Gary Vee. And I'm sure, um, you know, I'm not sure who it is for you. But for me, Gary Vee resonates because he's my kind of guy. He's, he's, he says, do 10,000 things. And at the end of the day, you will have one. Like, you, you don't have to have the limited mindset of, oh, my God, I have to do. Again, like, burnout is for each person. We get into so much. We have to do things a certain way um, to be successful. No, I think there's a billion ways to get from point A to B. Um, you can crawl. You can roll over. You can walk. You can run. There's so many ways if you want to go to an A to B, just find your person, find how it works for you um, and be honest to yourself because lying is the devil, as Gary would say. Um, is, and yeah, that, that's it. So if you're honest to yourself, I don't care if you're at 40, if you're honest to yourself, you just gave yourself a chance to be better because you just became, got honest to yourself. But if you're lying to yourself, I, I don't care if you're 15 and you have your life ahead of yourself if you're lying yourself to yourself you're setting yourself up for failure because you're just going to be doing the wrong thing for the longest time so that's basically it first step is to be honest with yourself i like that a lot that resonated with me i actually got chills while you were talking about that oh don i think that above all you are going to impact such a huge amount of people and I don't know. I'm just, I'm excited to watch that. I'm excited to just see you do it. And you've impacted me, someone who is quite younger than you. Um, and I just, I, I can't wait to watch you impact so many more who are in my, who are in my age group and different things like that. And you just, the thing about you is you've made mistakes in the past. You recognize them and you're bettering yourself. And I like that because there's a lot of people your age who make those mistakes they recognize them and they're like, oh, my life's over. But the third step for you is where you made the change. You were like, no, my life isn't over. I still have so much ahead of me and I've made these mistakes, but these mistakes have made me into who I am and I've learned so much. And now I'm going to go back and I'm going to help people who are my age, who are younger, different things like that. I'm going to help them not make the same mistakes. And I'm going to also direct them in the right direction to get to where they want to go. And I think that that's super powerful and very impactful. Um, so thank you for doing that because there's not a lot of people out there who do do that or who have those, who are able to overcome, you know, those problems and then be able to be like, look, I'm going to better myself from those problems. A lot of people slip back into them and you want to be there to help people get to that next step of bettering themselves. And you, you want to be there through that personal experience. And I think that's beautiful. So absolutely. And to your point, I, I simply want to be the person I wish I had there for me when I was there. So that's who I aspire to be. So to be that person. And I think everybody can do that. We can complain that I didn't have that person in my life uh, or we can be that person uh, ourselves. So yeah. that's basically uh, my motivation is 
I love that one, John. I, I always enjoy listening to you. I could honestly listen to you talk for a long time, but I have another question for you because I'm just full of them today. Um, okay, so my first question is, why do you enjoy Motivational Mondays? And my second question is, why do you keep showing up? So, okay, why, first of all, why do I enjoy Motivational Mondays? Because it's, it's a group of young entrepreneurs um, that I believe I can add value to. Um, and at, at, the ten, at the same time, they can add value to me is because they make me 10 years younger. I always say this to you. It's like, you're 19, I'm 30. I love you because I, <laughs> I give you the experience, but you give me the energy. You give me the youth, right? So it's a two-way exchange. Everything in life, and I'm starting to realize this now, is a value exchange um, at any point. Why do I keep showing up? Because I strongly believe um, for me to be the best version of myself, I have to accept my presence. So so right now, I might not be a part of a big group or an organization that's impacting millions of lives, but I can start where I'm at. And where I'm at right now is Motivational Mondays, the people that I've surrounded with. So how you do one thing in life is how you do everything in life. So the way I treat you is going to be the way I treat the next celebrity that's going to be you know, in my life, the way I treat. So I, I ought to treat you as a celebrity if I really want to be ready for when that celebrity walks in, if that makes sense. So it's, it's, it's all about, and this I learned the hard way, but it's about craft, right? There's one thing that no one can take away from you, and that's your craft. And my friend, Leigh Daniel, I've, I've, I just can't get over it. Uh, he's, he's been a couple of weeks of passing, and he was really happy. He's 27. He's opening his business. He had his barber's chairs and everything. He's like, bro, I'm super excited. He's like, I went through so much stuff in life. And guess what, bro? The one thing that they can't take from me is my skill. I'm a barber. You can't take away that from me. So, yeah, nobody can take your craft away from you. Nobody. Like, no matter what circumstances are you are, the things that you go through, the things that, you know, that make you stronger, nobody can rip you off of your what you learn through those and there's another thing it's probably unrelated but it says grow through what you go through i was just gonna say that you took right? that my brain <laughs> yeah and, and that's because the universe the way it's working is putting you through a set of experiences because it's shaping you in a way because at some point you'd realize you'd need all that you need you and it'll all make sense so when you're down in your 30s or even in your 40s and even in, in tw- I, I probably was more down when I was 21 and I had, you know, a lot of more time than I'm on 30. Why? Because it's a mindset shift. So it's ages, again, a number. It's a mindset thing where you have to realize that the only thing I can do is put in the work, be honest to myself and not worry about what I can't control, which is the outcome. If that makes sense. Yeah. No, I love that. You, you do control the outcome to some extent. I don't say that, but you, you don't have absolute control on those things. So control your controllables is maybe the right way to rephrase it. Right. Okay. So, Wajan, we are almost out of time, but I do have one more question that popped mm-hmm. into my head. So when we have you on Motivational Mondays as a guest speaker, what exactly do you is the message that you want to get across to the people listening? And I know that 
those who are listening now, if you are not a part of Motivational Mondays, please DM me like we can get you in. Um, but Wadon is actually going to be a guest speaker on Motivational Mondays. And I'm super excited for it because I know that he he's going to have a lot of value packed in it. And I guess without giving away what you're going to say, Wadon, can you give everyone like a little sneak sneak peek of what exactly you are going to talk about and kind of like why it's laid on your heart to talk about it? Uh, I would definitely talk about imperfect action. That's something I'm very big on because I think that's, um, that's really big and that it all comes down to action. It just is. It's just the weird way it works. Uh, the universe works. <laughs> so yeah, that's something I would highlight it. Um, and then another thing I would, I, I would focus on, I want young people to understand that. And there's a book called Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. But the most important thing that that sticks out to me is if you have four hours to cut a tree, spend three hours sharpening, sharpening your saw, one hour to cut the tree. So you can actually, so that, that comes down to working smart. So for young people, your saw is your mind. Learn how to, you know, don't serve your mind. Learn how your mind can serve you. The sooner you do that, the sooner you're up for success. And one practical thing Mel Robbins um, in her video um, says very good is the five second rule. And that will help you a lot is when you feel like acting towards a goal, be like five, four, three, two, one rocket shoot launch and go for it. Because if you don't, your brain is going to start talking you out of it. That's just, you know, the way it is. Last night I had a guest in my house. They said a mind is a great servant, but a poor master. So don't, don't let your mind control you. Uh, make sure that, you know, you learn how to control that. So if you wake up in the morning, just do it. Just shoot like a rocket. Don't worry about everything. Like if, if you have said, decided I'm going to wake up at 4.30 a.m. in the morning, you wake up at 4.30 a.m., you sit in your bed. And that's when you come face to face with all your demons, your excuses, your mental barriers. That's it. The Lunch Break Media Group is collaborating with the Motivational Monday series. We are all about uncomfortable growth and uncomfortable conversations. Subscribe if we align with your values and reach out to Sean or I on IG if you want to become a part of Motivational Mondays. You feel me? You feel me?